Hello, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Errol Green of Green Nutraceuticals. And he is a person who I believe, I believe that biohacking has uh, either metaphorically or literally speaking kind of been a lifesaver for you. It has. It has changed my life entirely. And in fact, that's what got me into nootropics, um, got me into biohacking to begin with is because it, it saved my life. And I figured if it saved my life, it could probably save others as well. Great. What are you on at the moment? Um, well, I created my own product and, um, you know, it, it kind of goes in a story. I don't know if you want to get into that quite yet, but I created my own product, Instant Clarity, which is just a cocktail of nootropics that worked extremely well for me. Um, I had some problems two or three years ago that, I mean, got to the point where I thought I was going to have to apply for social security disability. My, my thinking was that bad. My energy was that low. I was, I was having so many issues. So I found a number of nootropics with the help of my doctor that worked really well, put them into my own, um, my own cocktail that I, I sell on market. But in addition to that, uh, I found something recently. I, I have no uh, product on that. I don't have any affiliation with the company, but I've been taking MK677, Ibutamorin. Um, I've been uh, stacking that with my drink and a keto pill combination. And uh, to say the results are amazing is, is an understatement. I have not felt like this since I was in my mid to late 20s. Wow, you've uncovered your own personal NZT48 limitless cocktail. I have, I have. I, I think that's a fair statement at this point. And I'm still and, working on it to make it better all the time. And are you using that daily or do you have some kind of cycling strategy? So far, it's just daily because I've really just kind of stumbled on this um, this stack within about the last month or so. Um, and, you know, at first, you know, I thought, hey, these are pretty good, you know, results I'm getting out of this. But as time has gone on, the results have just compounded. It's, it's kind of like a, a big curve up. Um, it's not like a standard, you know, hey, this is taking a while. Um, I mean, we can go into it, you know, details later on, but my energy is through the roof. I mean, I have not had this level of energy since I was in my 20s, early 30s. And I, I really, I have nothing else to can attribute it to than this stack. And, okay, so again, that's the Ibutor, I sorry, say that for me again. Ibutamorin. Okay. Ibutamorin, it, it releases growth hormone. And, you know, especially for people like me, you know, I'm 56, I'll be 57 next month. And uh, it was really, really getting, you know, critical. I mean, I was getting to the point uh, and, and I can jump into my story and, and kind of tell you my background on this. Yeah, yeah, I, go for it. Spare, us, spare us no detail. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be glad to because honestly, if it can help somebody, you know, that's the reason I, I started doing this. But I needed a nap every single day day. It didn't matter if I got eight hours of sleep. It didn't matter if I got nine hours of sleep. It didn't matter if I hadn't done much that day. I needed a nap at around three o'clock. My cognition got to the point where it was so slow. It's just like, I, I'm no good right now. If I don't go in and take a 20 minute nap, I am no good to anybody right now. So fortunately I work from home. 
and I have a, a guest bedroom right next to my office, so I, I could go ahead and do that. But that was one of the issues. And I started looking, you know, for various things. I'm still looking. You know, I, I'm, I'm not done yet. I, I think there's always room for improvement. But um, the original story started about three years ago. I started having brain fog issues. I'd gotten Lyme disease, um, which is a story in and of itself, which I won't go into. But I'd gotten Lyme disease, and my ability to think during that period was minimal. If I had a call with someone on the phone, because I was in sales, um, I had to write down word for word what I was going to say. I couldn't even put high-level thoughts down on paper because it wasn't enough. I would lose my train of thought in the middle of that. That's how bad it got. That sounds um, totally costly. It, it was horrible. Um, you know, being in sales, you know, you have to get up and give presentations, right? I mean, you've got to be on, you've got to be able to answer questions. You've got to be able to do a lot of stuff, which I was unable to do at that, at that time. So, um, it, you know, eventually I got over the Lyme disease, but the brain fog lingered. And, you know, just to give you, a, you know, an idea of, of all that I suffered with, uh, I had an inability to think clearly. It felt like there was literally a cloud in my brain. And I'm sure a lot of the, the listeners can relate to that. It's like, gosh, you know, I just feel like I've got this fog kind of moving through. Uh, I had terrible attention deficit disorder um, on a Result, scale of one Resulting from the Lyme disease. I think. Hey, Errol. Hello. Uh, this is Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Roseland. Hello, Mrs. Roseland. Nice to, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would get started on saying, I mean, this is how bad it was. I'd get up to go get something or to do something. And by the time I was either halfway there or all the way there, I'd forgotten what I'd gotten up for. I can't tell you how many times I went to the pantry to get something. Couldn't remember what I, I did. I, I learned to carry a pad and paper around with me everywhere I went because if I got an idea, it was only going to be there for a minute or so. And if I didn't write it down, I would lose it. Um, I forgot names of people I knew. It was really embarrassing. I, I would what, go out. What about, what about faces? Did you forget faces? I didn't forget faces. Uh, I was able to like, I know that person, but I couldn't put a, a uh, name with a face. And it was really embarrassing sometimes because I'd meet people I had known for years and they would come like, hey Earl, how are you? It's like, oh, hey, how are you? You, <laughs> like, yeah. you guy from my past. You. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I was losing my train of thought all the time. Another big thing I experienced, which I bet a lot of listeners can relate to, is I would read something, read over a page, and have no idea what I had just read, and realize it and think, I, I got to go back and read it, because my mind started wandering in the middle of reading it. Any, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of that happening to a lot of other folks, but reading to me was getting to the point where, I, what's the point? I'm not comprehending it anyway. Yeah, you know, this deficiency of working memory that you're describing, this is becoming so much more common because of a lot of factors, but uh, largely because of the way that the use of the internet and smartphones and all this fantastic technology that we have, the way that it, that it affects our, our working memory, like a lot of people nowadays have are in some semblance of the type of condition that you were in just just because of the the high distraction technology that mm -hmm. we're immersed in absolutely i mean it's never been easier to get more distracted you know we, we sit and work on laptops that are connected to the internet where we can access anything in the world you know at, at any moment 
And I mean, talk about, you know, distraction opportunities. We didn't have that years ago. You know, we used to have to daydream. Now we can actually type it up and, you know, watch whatever we, you know, we're thinking about. So, but, you know, anyway, the, the final straw came, uh, I was traveling in Boston and I was in a restaurant getting ready to, to fly out. And I was on the plane, you know, I, I left, paid, everything was on the plane, flying back. And I realized I had left my laptop sitting in the restaurant. Ooh. And yeah, this was my work laptop. It, it was, it had a lot of stuff on it that was really critical. Fortunately, it wasn't on. I had, I, it had turned off. Um, but, you know, I, I got on the plane, freaked out. You can imagine what the feeling is when you're, you know, flying in the air at 30 some thousand feet headed back to Atlanta, Georgia, and you realize your laptop, which is critical to your life is, is still in Boston. But uh, I called up, fortunately I got it back. The uh, restaurant manager got it for me and, and shipped it back. Super nice guy. Um, but that was it. It's like, okay, I'm done. I, you know, this is non-functional anymore. And I, I, again, I, I remember talking to my girlfriend saying, I think you're going to have to apply for disability. I think I've got early stage dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, and I think it was probably brought on by the Lyme disease. So I went do you, and I had Do a, you have any idea where you got the Lyme disease initially? I got bit by something. We have a nature trail here and I, I uh, rescue dogs. And um, one of the things we did is we, you know, my girlfriend and I would take dogs out for walks. And one day I came back and there was a tiny little tick uh, on my uh, foot and I, it didn't even look like it had bit me, but there was a tick on my foot. And I thought, uh-oh, you know, and I knocked it off. Within about 30 days, maybe less, maybe 15 days of that, somewhere within about 15 to 30 days, I started like getting so many symptoms. I remember it was funny. I, I typed in all of my symptoms and, and there were like 30 of them because Lyme disease is horrible. But it, it came up and, you know, I, I pressed enter in the Google search and, and it was pretty much Lyme. And then the problem was, which is another story, um, nobody in the area would acknowledge that you had Lyme disease. So finally I had to find a doctor who said, yes, in fact, you do have Lyme disease and treat it. For people who might want to go down a, a conspiracy rabbit hole, there was a documentary that I had watched a while back and they were advancing the hypothesis that Lyme disease is one of these things that came out of a biological warfare mm -hmm. laboratory and that it was a that it was a manufactured disease that it was one of these these lovely creations of the of the uh, pharmaceutical warfare industrial complex you know i'm not a conspiracy person i i'm i'm usually the guy who knocks down conspiracies i'm the first one to say no 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 do your do your research let's look at the facts but in this case when you look at the facts, it does kind of lean towards that because Lyme disease didn't used to be that bad. And then suddenly it started literally crippling whoever got it. I mean, if you get Lyme disease, the first few months, you're not going to be doing much. You're not worth anything. You have so many symptoms that you're fighting. Uh, it's, it's really impossible to function. But secondly, if you look at Plum Island, if you go to Lyme, Connecticut, and if you look at a heat map which shows how um, Lyme spread, it really spreads out of there. And as you get further away, it's lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. But that whole area up in and around Plum Island, which is a uh, guarded island, it's, uh, it's known that they do uh, war, uh, you know, engineering of, of different things there. If you even get close to it on a boat, someone will come out and tell you if you don't leave, you'll be shot out of the water. <laughs> I mean, wow. 
you know, and then I start looking, and it's like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe this makes some sense. Uh, you know, I, I can't say 100% or the other, but, but certainly there's evidence that that might have been the case. Yeah, I'll go track down that documentary and link to it in the podcast show notes. My friend, Steve Cronin, he also dealt with a really crippling Lyme uh, disease infection for several years, and it was nootropics that, that allowed him to overcome it. Mm -hmm. and, and similar, similar right here. What, what was the first thing that you used that made a difference? Well, you know, the, the next part of that story is, you know, I, I got to the point where I called my doctor and I had a wonderful doctor. She's since moved to, to Colorado, but her name was Dr. Elizabeth Bay. And she said, look, um, I don't think that you have Alzheimer's. I don't think you have early stage dementia. She said, I want you to try a few things first. And I think that's going to clear up the problem. So she really kind of got me on to, to trying these. And the first one I tried was B12 because um, I don't eat a lot of meat. I'm trying to reduce my cholesterol, eat a little healthier. So I, I don't eat any red meat. I don't eat any pork. Uh, I do eat fish. Uh, I do eat some occasional chicken now and then because uh, my girlfriend just serves it. So I don't have much choice. But, uh, you know, so B12, you know, made a big difference. Apparently I was deficient in B12, didn't even realize it. Um, then I started adding other stuff in, you know, which, yeah, Vitamin C, phosphatidylserine, uh, ginkgo biloba, huperzine, uh, you know, different things that, that were added. And what I noticed is that everything I added, it seemed like one other symptom was either reduced or eliminated. And, and that's when I started thinking, hey, you know, there's, there's really something, you know, to this. I mean, I went literally with, I think the vitamin B probably made the biggest difference, but within, I'd say, a day of taking vitamin B already, my memory was starting to return. I was starting to be able to think, I was starting to be able to comprehend what I was reading. So I'd say B12 was where it all started. Did you ever use something like dual NBAC brain training software to, to address the working memory deficiency? No, because frankly, when I, when I finally got healthy, I had so much catching up on work and, you know, all that other stuff that, you know, I, I wound up just, oh my God, I can think again. Let me just dive back into everything I, I need to know and, and understand. So, you know, honestly, that is probably the next area I'm really going to dive into is, is some brain training stuff. Um, but I do do a lot more reading now and I do challenges for my memory. Um, if, if for nothing else, you know, it, at my age at around 60, you know, gray matter in the brain typically tends to start shrinking and I'm taking some stuff, you know, for that, but I'm also going to keep, you know, exercising my brain. So hopefully I can, can avoid that. Yeah. I'm a real big fan of the dual and back task. And for people who might not know, it's this game that you play usually on your smartphone. And it's not a very fun game. What you get is you get a grid. And on the grid, there's a little block. And it jumps around between nine different positions that are on this grid. And as it jumps to a new position, it gives you a, it gives you a letter or it gives you a word, a, a audio. It gives you an audio, it gives you a, a physical location that you have to remember, and then typically a, a letter 
that it says. And so you have to, so it exercises the visual, spatial, and the auditory memory simultaneously. And it starts out really, really easy where you just have to remember where it was one movement back. And then you click match. And then once you hit 100% accuracy with that, then you have to remember two positions back. And so that's called the two back mode. And so it, so it, it in a, a, a fairly literal sense, I think, it expands the RAM of the mind. It expands the working memory of the mind. And I've gotten as high as the seven back mode in dual end back. So I was able to simultaneously keep in mind 14 different pieces of information. And it, it really does make a noticeable difference after about a month of usage. I'll notice in particular when I'm doing something technical, when I'm doing some sort of web development task, I have like 10 different tabs open, right? And I have different article IDs that I need to remember. And I've got a little snippet of code or syntax that needs to go into a specific place. And I notice that when I'm real consistent with my dual NBAC training, that I don't have to refer back to my, my work document. I don't, I don't get lost when I have too many things stacked open that I need to, that I need to keep in mind. And I like the dual NBAC, particularly a product called dual NBAC Pro, the, more than things like Lumosity, for example, because dual NBAC has the strongest clinical evidence for transfer effects. Because when people are doing brain training, the, the objective with brain training is to become more badass in life in general. You want transfer effects from the game into real life. You don't want to simply be better at the game. And there's a really great, I can link to a really great evidence page that Dr. Mark Ashton Smith put together on the dual end back and on the, the really quite good evidence that it has for transfer effects to general intelligence. And I think, I think my friend Steve Cronin, I think he also used dual end back as something to sharpen up his working memory uh, because he, he really, really needed it after being ravaged by Lyme disease. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Is there a monthly fee for this? Okay, there's a bunch of free versions of the dual end back task uh, or of the app. You can just go on any app store and you can find a couple of free versions, see if you like it. The one that I recommend, it also has a free version that you can test drive. And then it has one of those clever business models where you, you buy a certain number of tokens to use it, a certain amount. I think it comes out to something like maybe $29 for like six months worth of gameplay, which, which I love because then you get that sunk cost motivation that you're like, hey, I paid for this thing, so I might as well, I might as well use it because it's not very fun to play. It's, it's kind of a chore to do dual end back, but it is a really consistently performing biohacking tool. So do you find after you use it, um, 
just suddenly it's, it's easier to, re to remember things. It's easier to comprehend things. What are the, what are the biggest differences you notice after you, you do it? Yeah. So the most helpful difference is just keeping track of a bunch of little kind of micro tasks that I need to be doing on the internet at any given time. And then I do notice my, my short-term memory is a bit better. It doesn't, it doesn't affect long-term memory because again, it's a working memory task. For long-term memory, you'd want to use, you'd want to do something like, like language, language learning apps, but it short-term memory, it does make a difference. Like I, I recall I was at a friend's uh, get together at their, at their flat and I asked them what their Wi-Fi password was because I uh, needed to look at something on the internet and I didn't have the data turned on a, a, on my phone. And they had one of these big, long Wi-Fi passwords of words and letters, you know, maybe 15, 20 characters long. And then about 45 minutes later, somebody else at the party asked what the Wi-Fi password was. And I was, I was able to tell them and everybody was pretty impressed. That borders on being a magic trick, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I I have one that I've had for years. I still can't remember what it is. I still have to go and and refer to it. It's like fifteen digits long, letters, numbers, you know, all different you know symbols and whatnot. So if you could do that after just a few minutes, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Check out Dual Endback, man. It might might be a another game changer for you. Absolutely. I, I'm, like I said, I'm still learning. I'm still adding in, you know, additional stuff to, to what I'm doing. Uh, I, my goal is to go into my, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, as, as clear as I ever was or more clear. Because when I was a kid, I had ADHD, something terrible. And I, I honestly think in some ways, I, I think more clearly now than I did back then. And, and, so what were the other nootropics that you experimented with other than the phosphocytoserine, the B vitamins? What else, what else has surprised you? Um, you know, vitamin C. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. I, I remember seeing vitamin C and, uh, you know, her coming back and saying, yeah, it's really the first nootropic. That, that was really kind of the first thing where people said, look, if you don't have enough vitamin C in your brain, you know, you're, you're not going to function. You're going to start having some issues. So that was really kind of a, a bit of a surprise to me. Um, another thing is magnesium. Uh, we all need magnesium in our diets. So I started making sure I, I ate a magnesium rich diet. So my brain has all the, the you know, fuel it needs. Ginkgo, um, you know, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory properties, uh, helps increase blood flow, uh, increases neurotransmitters in the brain, you know, things of that nature. Uh, and, I, and, and ginkgo has made a, an acute difference for you. You know, it's hard to tell because, again, I stack. But I, I think it does, yeah. I, I, I believe it does. I mean, you know, unless I you know, literally open up the box and take a look inside and do some chemistry, you know. But, but I think it does, yeah. You know, I think that I never thought that there would be one supplement that I could take and it would solve all my problems because, you know, obviously, you know, um, you know, Hooperzine uh, is good for, you know, age-related impairment, uh, brain fog, you know, they give it uh, to early stage Alzheimer's and dementia patients. So that was, you know, I, I viewed that as good for brain fog. Uh, phosphatidylserine, you know, I viewed that as, okay, this is probably going to be good for my memory. It's going to be good for my ADD, probably help me with brain fog as well. Um, 
I just viewed like each, each product, each nootropic I take as a specific function. And then I try to, to take it for at least a month uh, and then just see, okay, how do I compare to, you know, before I was taking it and, and make an evaluation. One of the things that I liked about your product is that it only has 20, I believe 20 MCG micrograms of mm -hmm. cooperzine in it. And yep. that's about all that people should be taking. There's a lot of stacks out there. You can go on Amazon and you can find dozens of stacks that contain a lot of hooperzine and it's a ingredient that gets really problematic if you're taking more than about 20 25 mcg a day because right. it it has this uh, half-life in the body which is something up to maybe like 48 hours and as it accumulates, there's a lot of other kind of problematic side effects that can result from it. And so I almost kind of use it as a, I, when I see a product that has a ton of hooperzine in it, I will write that product off. That's a mm -hmm. red flag to me because it's really cheap, but it is, it is a stimulating nootropic. So you'll see some products that are, very, very inexpensive. They're, they're obviously just kind of competing on, on price in, in Amazon, where that's certainly a, a, an effective strategy, but they contain way too much Hooperzine in it. And people just don't, don't research things sufficiently before, before taking them. So I worry that people will, you know, listen to like Joe Rogan talking about taking like five or six alpha brains a day. And that's a ton of hooperzine. That's like way more hooperzine than people should really be taking. So I, that was one thing that I, I appreciated was that it had it there in a, in a reasonable amount. Yeah, and I'm so glad you bring this up because um, you know, if you take too much, too much hooperzine, uh, it can lead to seizures. It can lead to seizure disorders. And even if it doesn't give you a seizure, you'll notice that you know, maybe you've got some twerks or some jitters or something like that. And that is the reason I specifically kept the Hooperzine low. I believe in Hooperzine, but you're right. You know, if, if you overstimulate your body with it and it starts building up because, you know, you're putting it in daily when the half-life's 48 hours, well, what does that leave you in a month of taking it? You know, that, that much, I mean, you know, it, it can have some severe negative uh, impacts. And again, I, I took a look at it. I thought, okay, what can I do? I erred on the lower side, 20 micrograms. And is your girlfriend taking the nootropics with you? She does. She does. Um, we take them every month. I'm addicted to my own product. Um, and, and again, you know, I want people to understand when I'm, I'm talking about this. I, I was just one of them. I, I, I'm literally one of the listeners in your audience who one day was like, wow, I need some help. What, what could help me here? I found something that I liked so much. I thought, you know, I'd love to share this with the world. I, I don't think I'll ever get rich off of it. That's not the point. Um, but I'd love to share something that, you know, combines all these because um, it was very expensive uh, to, to buy them all individually, take them all individually, make sure you're getting the right amount individually. So I thought, okay, what if I just, you know, combine these into a cocktail? And um, she started taking it and she and I, you know, both love it. She has experienced, so she didn't have the brain fog that I had, but she had issues with energy and she had issues with memory. And uh, she has found both of those have improved as well. Um, I, I think again, you know, nootropics are just an emerging science that people are just kind of starting to scratch the surface of. And once people start to realize 
you know, the benefits, especially as you, you get older, I think more and more people are going to be drawn to them. Yeah, you might not get rich selling the Instant Clarity stack for $29. <laughs> it's actually just $24.95 right now. But uh, yeah, I, you know, and it was never really the point. You know, I never got into this where, oh, I want to be a, a you know, conglomerate or anything like that. I just wanted to share. I, the bottom line is I remember having a conversation with Evelyn, my girlfriend, and I just said, if this can help me this much, I wonder how many other people that these you know, ingredients might be able to help. And that's where it came from. And that's why the price is low. Do you got a bottle there with you? I do. Uh, here, can you, can you see that? Here, it yep. looks like it's maybe faded out a little bit there. Can yep. you see that okay? Yep, sure can. And that's about a monthly supply, right? That's a 30-day supply, yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's in orange flavor. I put stevia leaf extract in the first uh, version of it. I think I'm going to change that to a low glycemic sugar moving forward because some people just have problems with the taste of stevia. If you don't have a severe problem with the taste of stevia, most people love it. It tastes kind of like an orange Gatorade. Uh, I've also heard uh, orange tang, if you're old enough. Uh, I think you got to be above 40 to understand what tang, the tang reference is. From, from space, right? Yeah, it was an old orange drink. They used to have uh, astronauts, you know, it's what we send up into orbit, you know, because obviously, you know, they could mix it up up there and all that. But uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it's just a, a small scoop here. In fact, uh, I think I've got a, an open container here, but it comes with a small scoop. And you just go in, I use a heaping teaspoon or a little scoop there, but you just pour that into eight ounces of water or a smoothie or, you know, whatever you have. The, the taste is really not bad. It, it's actually, some people like it quite a bit, uh, but others just have an issue with stevia. But uh, you just mix it in and that gives you, uh, a, in essence here, I can, I can read through here, uh, vitamin C, 1,000 micrograms, vitamin B12, 300 micrograms, chromium. I put chromium in because... Um, a lot of people get hungry and their blood sugar starts to drop and they think, why can't I think? And that's because, you know, your blood sugar is starting to drop. So that'll smooth out your blood sugar in case, you know, lunch is, is you know, taking a little longer. Uh, there's potassium in it, uh, caffeine. It's got about the same amount of caffeine as a standard cup of coffee, a little bit of guarana powder, uh, and of course, ginkgo, phosphatidylserine, and huperzine A. And uh, as as we move on, there's going to be some changes into the next version. I might put another one out. Again, I'm going to put some natural sugars in it, low glycemic sugars. Um, I'm going to uh, go with grape because the grape flavoring is phenomenal. It tastes like a grape soda. Uh, and then I'm going to add uh, some magnesium. I tried to add rhodiola, uh, but one of the problems with the drink is that rhodiola tastes terrible. <laughs> it's very You're not a fan better. of it. I love the effects of rhodiola. I just don't like the taste of rhodiola. And, uh, you know, so I, I've got to, you know, hopefully figure a way around that. But, you know, we're going to continually evolve the product. And, and one of the things we do is we like to reach out to our customers and just say, what would you add? You know, what have you tried that you really like that you think would, would make this, you know, cocktail even more effective? So, you know, and we're what are people telling you? Feedback. I'm sorry? Are, are people giving you some good ideas for additions? Yeah, that's, you know, a, a lot of people came back and said, look, the drink tastes good, but I'm not, you know, a Stevia fan. So that's where the Stevia came out of. Uh, I've had a bunch of people say, you know, make sure and add magnesium uh, to the next one. 
I figured that people got enough magnesium in their regular day, but but people you know want magnesium added into it. Um, and you know, Jonathan, I'd, I'd love to get your feedback. I'm going to send you a bottle of it, and I'd like for you to to you know take a look at. It. I'd I'd love to hear what you think could make it into you know ultimately like a, a limitless pill. Sure. Yeah. If you want to send it all the way to Bulgaria, I'd love to <laughs> love to love I'm to do it. Love to I'm try it. that. So you might want to consider using like D-ribose and D-ribose is the quote unquote mitochondrial sugar. It's a, it's a form of sugar that, uh, that feeds the ATP process. Mm-hmm. And it's a, I, I believe it's like one of the healthiest forms of sugar. And then you'd be getting a, you'd be getting a mitochondrial mechanism along with all the other good stuff that's in it. And with, with magnesium, I would use, if possible, I would use something like uh, magnesium L3-inate. That's kind of like the Mercedes Benz of magnesium. That stuff, I, well, I use magnesium as, as a sleep hack, but it's a, I find that if I take it, I t- if I take it in the evenings, I get really good restorative sleep. It has a, a really subtle anxiolytic effect, which if people, if people are taking, I'm assuming most people are probably taking this like in the mornings because it has some caffeine in it. They wouldn't really want to take it in the evenings because of that caffeine. So if you're using, if you're using a moderate dosage of magnesium and a stimulating agent like caffeine in the mornings, it, that, that would be a pretty good combination. If you want to take the taste to the next level, I would add Scassandra to it. Scassandra, I'm writing this down. Yeah, so Scassandra is an adaptogen. It's uh, it's a berry, actually. It's the five flavor fruit, and it tastes uh, it tastes amazing. It it tastes almost like candy, although I don't think it has any sugar fructose content to it. I have Scassandra almost daily and it's a it's a nootropic it's not a nootropic that's really going to blow your socks off but it has a lot of good general uh broad spectrum type effects it's good for it's good for your skin i think i've i think i've noticed uh me and my wife's skin looking a little bit better since we've been on schisandra on the regular for like a couple of couple of months now, and uh, Scassandra is is really cool. It's one of these uh, it's one of these historical nutraceuticals. It's been used, I think, in China probably since time immemorial. That that I in fact, if you send me if you send me a bottle of it, I will combine it with Scassandra here because I think yeah, I think it'd make it taste heavenly. I'd love, I'd love your feedback on that. That's fantastic. Uh, I've, I've written it down. I'm going to look into it because this is made in an FDA GMP certified lab. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and ask them to send me a sample of that with Cassandra, you know, in it. And, and again, you know, I'm always open. Let, let your uh, listeners know. By the way, the product is known as Instant Clarity. I, I mentioned that. Uh, but the product is Instant Clarity. It's available on Amazon. But, um I am asking folks um, to continually let me know what I can do to improve it. So uh, you can send uh, 
emails to errol at green dash, and that's green with any at the end, dash nutraceuticals.com. And just give me suggestions, advice, you know, whatever we can do to make the product. My, my, my goal ultimately is to make the, the best, world's best, most affordable nootropic stack. So I am wide open to suggestions and, and it's very easy for me to try a lot of these suggestions to call up to the, to the lab and say, hey, look, can you go ahead and mix these all together and let's, let's test this. Some people might be a bit skeptical of a nootropic that costs under $30. And that's a good skepticism to have because there is a lot, of, a lot of crappy products that are cheap. And generally, I actually disregard a lot of products that are priced under like $50 because good ingredients are, are costly. However, what I'll point out is that it is a powdered product. And a lot of the cost in supplements is actually in the capsuling mm-hmm. process. I, I, I've several times done the, done the calculations on, on products, comparing the powdered stuff to the capsules. And it, the, the capsuling a lot of times can like double the price on things because it is, yeah, it, it does add a lot to the production to, to uh, put it into capsules and if it if it tastes if it tastes nice then i think powdered can be a real good way to go uh inevitably you'll you'll spill it (laughs) you'll spill it on yourself you'll spill it on your desk but i think it's uh, a pretty reasonable economic trade-off yeah and and that was another thing you know i wanted something that people could kind of get used to you know years ago and, and i'm sure you may have tried this as well i got started on a product by twin lab called choline cocktail uh, did you ever get a chance to try that? I don't think they make it any longer. I, I've tried a lot of choline stuff, but I don't think I tried that one. That was that was the first one. And I remember years ago, I was reading in an Esquire magazine where a woman tried it. There used to be a woman uh, who would, uh, her job in Esquire, she had a monthly column where she would test all these different vitamin supplements. And she tried that. And she, I'll never forget her saying, wow, it's like I had a dirty windshield and somebody took a squeegee and just wiped off all the dirt on it. And I was like, okay, I'm in. where can I get a bottle of this? And I, I took it for years, but I, I learned that it was re- just really nice to have a drink in the morning. Uh, it's just so convenient, you know, because, you know, taking a pill for whatever reason, yeah, you can throw your pill bar, you know, in, in, in your bag or, or whatever, but it's just so nice. Everybody's, you know, if you travel, you got a bottle of water. If you're at the office, you've got a, you know, some water resource or something like that. Just pop it in and have a drink, like a little refreshing orange drink. And I, I just, I prefer oh. to go that way. And it did help us keep the cost lower. Do you have any other biohacker habits for a kick-ass start to your morning? You know, I, I will tell you the thing I'm doing now. And, and again, we have no relation. I don't have a, a site where you can go and, you know, click on anything. But uh, again, that's not why I got into this. I, I got into this to help people. Um, what I'm doing right now, which has made an enormous difference in my life, is MK67 ibutamorin. Uh, ibutamorin essentially is an oral ghrelin mimetic, and it helps increase growth hormone. And at my age, especially, you know, I started really having problems with with energy, uh, losing weight, uh, gaining fat really easily, not being able to take it off. I mean, I've walked 10 or 15,000 steps a day and gain a pound. Um, but I started taking this just about three weeks ago 
and honestly, my energy is through the roof. I take three pills, about 30 milligrams uh, at night, right before bed. My sleep is better. My energy improve, has improved. And uh, again, you know, when you feel younger, when you, when you get that kind of restoration of youth, um, your brain starts to kind of feel like it did back when it was in its 20s. Um, my uh, body fat is dropping. I, I am taking a, a stacking a keto pill with a tiny bit of caffeine. But the mixture... Hey, hey, what, what is the keto product that goes with that? Oh boy, um, what is the keto pill I'm taking? Uh, I could go, I could go, uh, I could go find that. Um, yeah, you can just email about it. Email me yeah. about it later on, and I'll add um, it to the I'll add it to the show notes. So, what sort of dosage of the MKC sixty six? Thirty milligrams. Uh, you don't want to exceed thirty milligrams. They they suggest anywhere between ten and thirty, and I found my sweet spot was thirty every night right before bed. And uh, like I said, I don't even have a link to send anybody. I, I take a, a Landmarks version of it. Uh, it's a research product. And this is something that, that I want people to, because I did a lot of reading about it. I just don't put anything in my body. You know, obviously, I want to know that it's safe before I do it. But studies were done that showed it was safe. Um, animal studies and studies done in younger people, there are, you know, uh, a lot of, of clinical lab studies which show that it's safe and it works. It does increase growth hormone, especially in younger people who are deficient in it, but it's in older people as well. Some studies will say, you know, we're not really 100% sure if this is safe. So when, when you buy a bottle of it, it'll say it's for research purposes only. But there has never been a study yet which found any harmful, really bad side effects from it at all. It's just the studies haven't been done. Um, so I've been trying it. Um, I've been on it for just under a month. The results are phenomenal. I plan on cycling it. I'm going to probably stay on it for another two months, go off of it for a month and then go back on. But to say that the results have been incredible is an understatement. And again, I, I have, you know, get whatever brand you want, but if people are older, if, uh, if they want some more energy, if they want to stop having to take naps, if they want to feel younger, if they want to increase lean muscle mass, if they want to reduce fat, if they want more energy to exercise, Ibutamorin has worked really well for me. And you searched through Reddit and through forums looking for people reporting negative side effects from it. I spent about a, um, about a day going through and just reading all of the positives, the pros, the cons, the, the research studies. You know, because a lot of times I don't trust, you know, if somebody just says, oh, yeah, a study was done and this was the result. I think you have to go and you have to actually read the abstract and then go down and, and read the conclusions at the bottom. And that's where I, I came to the uh, conclusion that it worked, number one, and that number two, it is very likely safe. Um, but again, if you buy a bottle of it now in the United States, it will say for research purposes only, mm -hmm. uh, which can be a little off-putting, a little scary. Uh, bottom line, I did my own research. Anybody who's interested, who's maybe liked what they've heard about, you know, MK677, they need to go out and do their own and determine if it might be a fit for them. Yeah, these these research chemicals, they can be they can be great, but there's definitely there's definitely a lot of due diligence that needs to be done on them because if there's 
if there's a little study that was done with 10 guys in Croatia once upon a time, and then a, a handful of animal studies done on something, that really doesn't mean that something's safe. And lacking, lacking well done, sufficiently powered human clinical trials on a given nootropic, I think the best way to assess its risk is just to is just to do what you did and scour the internet looking for negative reports on something. For example, there's a form of ashwagandha and it's it's kind of popular it's called a KSM 66 ashwagandha and I was talking to a guy last week and he had documented a bunch of cases of this particular patented form of ashwagandha producing really horrific side effects. And he was kind of trying to raise the alarm on this. And he had gone through Reddit and just found a bunch of examples of it you know, doing, doing kind of bad things to people, which is totally surprising because ashwagandha is, is really quite safe. It's really quite benign, good stuff. I've used it for years. So I was really surprised to hear this, but it, it underlies the importance of, of looking at what the anecdotal evidence is on something because uh, sometimes sometimes the science you know sometimes uh, science is corrupted by the by the influence of money uh, sometimes the yeah sometimes what you find on PubMed is is not everything that you want to know about a given about a given supplement and that's why I, I tell people that before they take something they should devote at least an hour to just going through the internet and finding out what what the actual people who have taken it are saying about it. I couldn't agree with you more. And and don't take just uh you know what people think. Oh, that you know. Hey, I heard. I you know. I really believe in going to the source. And the study I looked at was sixty five healthy adults uh, of above the age of uh, sixty to eighty one. So sixty to eighty one years old, sixty five adults. And it was, a, I think, a three-month double-blind study. Those are the things I trust. You know, I don't, I, you know, you bring up a very good point. You know, everybody's going to have an opinion, but where are they getting their information? Where are they getting their data? Why not go to the direct source of the data and, and make your own determinations? Mm -hmm. Are you doing some mindfulness stuff as well? Not really. You know, it's, it's funny. I, um, I, I'm really trying to kind of get to the second, you know, phase in this, you know, I've been so kind of, um, so kind of caught up in the product and, and just making the product as, as good as we possibly can. And again, you've seen, you know, we're not really into this to get rich. We're really into this to help people who, you know, especially seniors, you know, there's a lot of seniors out there that may not have a lot of money, you know, and, and a $60 product on a, on a fixed income, you know, doesn't, isn't really an option for them. So, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how can we do this? How can we get the product out? And, and honestly, it's taken up a lot of my time. So most of my focus lately has been just on, on getting this put together, build out and, and uh, out on the market. Sure. I'll share what has been my mindfulness thing I've been doing lately. I got one of these M-Wave devices. Have you seen these? I haven't. 
Okay, that's the device. Actually, I have it on right now. You might be able to see it on my I thought that was a, a microphone or an earphone. I didn't realize. What, what's that, uh, what's it doing? Yeah, so it is a, and you can see that. You can see it, it a uh, little blue light strobing there. And mm -hmm. so it's something that picks up your heart rate variability, which is this measure of how your heart is, is how your heart and your autonomic nervous system is responding to stressors, both internal and external. And what, and so what you do is you do a breathing exercise. You do deep, profound breathing while you're trying to focus on some sort of internal happy place. You focus on, on gratitude. You focus on uh, hope. You focus on some sort of general positive emotion while you're doing a breathing exercise. And it gives you real-time biofeedback on uh, what the HeartMath Institute calls your, your coherence. And I find that with that, it, so it's, it's sort of like a gamification. In fact, I can show you the other thing that goes with it because I've got it going on my, on my iPad right here. People may want to check out the video version of this podcast. I, I've got a feed. I've got a feedback that's giving me real time feedback on my on my autonomic state, on my uh, as well as on my heart rate. And actually, that's kind of funny. My heart rate is 130 beats per minute, and I that's a, that, that's that's a little bit that's a little bit high. I'd usually prefer. That's extremely high, John. That's double what you usually. Well, I, I'm just excited to talk with Errol. Clearly, <laughs> 130 is not your heartbeat. Um, okay, so it dropped down to all right. So it dropped down to 100. Now it's at now it's at 78. 78 is a little bit better. It seems to be jumping. Seems to be jumping around quite a bit and. To be frank, I'm still kind of evaluating this product. I'm I'm actually not sure if I recommend it really highly yet. I'll put out a review of it in in I don't know maybe another month of using it. But it, it it's been really useful in my mornings because I'll wake up in the morning and you know us ambitious guys like we're really started to get our day started. Uh, first thing in the morning. So I, I can't see myself doing like 20 or 30 minutes of meditation in the morning, but I will get out of bed and then I will put my clip on and I'll focus on doing really energetic breathing where I'm, where I'm almost hyperventilating just a bit where I'm kind of on the edge of hyperventilating there. And if I maintain that sort of breathing for about 10 minutes, you get all of that, all that blood saturation, all that oxygen saturation in the blood. And it really gives me quite a bit of, quite a bit of pep in the morning. It gives me a bit of energy, which uh, in combination with uh, coffee, a little bit of nicotine, it really gets my ass up and, and ready to, ready to get things done in the morning. And I, I don't, I probably don't actually need this device to do that, you know, anybody can get up and do 10 minutes of deep, profound, energetic 
breathing. They can look up, uh, you know, box breathing. They can look up warrior breathing, that sort of thing. But uh, again, the the sunk cost factor, because I bought these heart math devices, I'm a whole lot more consistent about doing it because I'm like, wow, I paid money for these things. So I might as well do my meditation or my energetic breathing daily. That's been That's been kind of giving me an edge in the mornings, I think. Yeah, it's funny. Tony Robbins years ago suggested doing that. Um, he he said, you know, the first thing you should do in the morning is just breathe. Just get in there and really, you know, really get your, your heart rate going. And I do that as well. And it's absolutely true. In fact, on days when I haven't had enough sleep and I'm fighting that, I, I find that's a fantastic way just to get going. If you don't have time to exercise, get on a treadmill, you know, go to a gym or something like that, just a, a, a minute or two of deep breathing like that will, will often do the trick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I in the future, I hope you experiment with the dual end back. And then after that, you know, look at some of the different uh, mindfulness, some of the different meditation techniques. And I find meditation probably most useful just, you know, because I'm, I'm married. And when I do uh, my meditation, when I have some sort of you know, practice that I'm doing, it just makes me more of like a compassionate, forgiving person. And if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, if you're going to be living together with someone, you're going to be annoying each other in, 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 inevitably. And so it's important to have some forgiveness. And uh, as much as, you know, we might value forgiveness, you know, maybe, maybe our religion has taught us about the importance of, of, of forgiveness, but doing some meditation, like taking a little break, taking 10 or 15 minutes every day to, to quiet your autonomic nervous system, I, I think it does inject uh, quite a bit of tranquility into your relationships. Yeah, and forgiveness is easier, you know, said than done. But I, I think it's a great idea. And you know, FYI, I did an experiment years ago um, where I got a blood pressure sleeve, and I thought about uh, very peaceful, calm things. And my blood pressure was very low; it was maybe like one eighteen over, I don't know, seventy four, something like that, in that range. And then uh, I stopped, and then I started thinking about things that made me really angry, like people who had slighted me, you know, people who had been mean to me at the office, that, you know, done something horrible, something like that. And I did it again, and uh, it was much higher. It was like, you know, 140 over uh, 95 or something along those lines. And I realized at that point, it's like, okay, when I get mad, when I get angry like this, it's not hurting them, it's hurting me, you know? So I, I learned, you know, like you're saying, you know, to get into that meditative state, you know, it's, it's really, it's really going to help you, you know, being upset, being angry, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't achieve anything except probably shorten your life, but meditation, doing the biofeedback, like you're talking about, um, that's, it's just going to help you, uh, in, in any way possible and just make you feel better in the long run, probably extend your life. Uh, okay. Let's go on another tangent. Uh, do you have any sex hacks that you're into? Uh, you know, right now the MK six seventy seven. Yeah, I, I take a um, I take a pill every night, and I'll be glad to email this to you as well because it's my bedroom right now. But it, it increases my testosterone because I'm you know I'm going to be fifty seven next month, so my testosterone is, is probably less than half of, of what it used to be. Um, and you know, the growth hormone was probably almost non existent. Um, 
bottom line for, for sex next, it's, it's really all about uh, hormones. You know, I mean, you've, you've just got to find a way to safely increase your hormones. And that's what I'm hopefully doing. You know, the MK67 is helping with my growth hormone. Uh, the stuff I'm taking at night is helping me with uh, free testosterone. Uh, you know, people there know there's testosterone in your system, but you know, what can be kind of deceiving is your overall testosterone may be high, but your free testosterone, the stuff you can actually use might be in the tank. You know, it's, it's just super low. If the free testosterone is low, you're going to have issues. And uh, I have, I found that by taking these two things, uh, it really helps. And then there's one other thing. Um, it's going to sound a little crazy, but if you add some water and if you take some apple cider vinegar, say a small cup of water, about, a, about maybe four ounces, and you add some apple cider vinegar, maybe two tablespoons worth of that, and then add in a little bit of uh, baking soda, it'll fizz up really badly, but then it'll, it'll calm down, tastes horrible. But if you drink that and go to sleep, uh, the next morning when you wake up, things can be very nice. Um, Oh, really? Surprisingly good. Yeah. That results in epic morning wood. Yes. Yes. In fact, you know, morning wood that you could build a house with. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, all I can say is just try it. People might be, be surprised. I read about that. I've never shared this before. Uh, but since you asked about it, uh, I, I do that from time to time. And I can say it absolutely works. And it's good for you, too. Uh, it's really good to get some apple cider vinegar in, in your system. It, it makes your body more alkaline. There's a lot of benefits from it. Yeah, I drink apple cider vinegar almost every day. I've never thought of combining it with baking soda, though. But yeah, put, put you know that on the list of things to try. Do we have so, new sex hacks? Yes, we have a new sex <laughs> hack to try. <laughs> hey, and that's no charge, okay? I'm giving that to you for free. Okay, <laughs> okay thanks, thanks. For you, but uh, yeah, I, I initially came upon that. My girlfriend had interstitial cystitis, and uh, she was, you know, having some bladder infections and problems with that. And they told her, "Hey, start trying this every night." And she started feeling really, really good on it as a side effect. And she said, "You know, you ought to just try this. Just see how it feels." And I, I did. That's how I came across it. And I can tell you, it, it absolutely works amazingly. I mean, it, it's good if there's anybody out there that experiences any sort of prostate issues or bladder problems, uh, anything like that. It's fantastic, wildly good uh, for those, those issues as well. And you know what I think I'll include in the podcast show notes is the, your doctor that sounds like she was really helpful uh, mm -hmm. for you initially. What was her name again? Dr. Day. Um, she moved to Colorado. Just a wonderful woman. I loved her. Dr. Elizabeth Day. She was fantastic. Um, her husband wound up getting a transfer, or I would have had her. She would have been the doctor I would have, you know, gone out of this world with. I mean, she was uh, uh, younger than me, which is good, uh, and just a, a super fantastic woman and very open-minded. You know, so many times you, you run into doctors who, no, this is what I was taught in medical school 40 years ago. This is how it is. Uh, but she was always open-minded. If you came to something with her like a nootropic, she'd say, well, you know, try it. Let me know how that works for you. And I'll, I'll look into it. And she'd do her own research. So she was a lot of fun to work with. 
Yeah, that's, you were very fortunate that you, you found a good doctor. I'm from Colorado. So I'll, I'll list her. Maybe, maybe she does like Skype consultations or something like that. Cause God, there's so many people out there that have, that have Lyme disease that need a decent doctor that knows what they're talking about and is, is open to things outside of the uh, pharmaceutical paradigm. You know, interestingly enough, she didn't treat me for Lyme disease. I had to go to a special doctor uh, because believe it or not, in Georgia at the time, I think this may have changed since I had it, but doctors could get in trouble for saying that you had Lyme disease, even if you tested positive for it, which is, makes you wonder, I mean, what, why are they trying to say a disease does not exist when it clearly does, right? Another reason where you can kind of get maybe a little bit behind some of these theories on, on you know, something was wrong here. But uh, I went to a different doctor who, who actually had to operate under the radar. I think, I think by now he can probably, he's probably okay, but he was um, Dr. O-U, O, Dr. O, I believe. And um, he had a concoction, varescence, uh, quintessence, and some other stuff that I, I had to take. I had to mix it up in a blender for a long period of time to take it. But I got to tell you, I mean, it took me from, you know, I can't function. I am in constant pain. The, the symptoms with Lyme disease are so strange and varied. I mean, we could, we could have a whole talk show, you know, a whole show about that. But with, within nine months, I was over it. And I, from what I understand, that's, that's a bit of a miracle. So I recommend him. David O, I believe was his name. Yeah. If you want to email that to me, mm -hmm. I can link to him. So I think it would be nice to take some calls on the CastBox app because it looks like we've got a handful of people listening in. So if any of you guys and gals, possibly, it looks like we have a gal at least, uh, <laughs> want to chat with us, you should see a call-in button on the CastBox app. And we can chat with you for a couple of minutes here because as I was telling Errol, I've got a, I've got a hot date coming up here shortly. But he I does. We do not want to keep him from this hot date. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, what, what we're going to do, we're going to do a little bit of uh, role playing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're into this. Uh, we're going to do a, we're going to role play like we're on a Tinder date. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's so, something I envy you. You young guys have all the fun. Yeah, so it's we're going to pretend to, you know, be, be, be terrible people that are, for some reason, on a date with each other, which uh, from talking to my friends about Tinder, that's, that's pretty, pretty much what it's like, pretty consistently. I think you're going to stay married for a very long time. If, with ideas like this, you guys are going to be married for a very, very long, happy, happy time. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, I think as long as, as, long as we can stay on the nootropics together <laughs> don't forget I, to try the apple cider vinegar yeah yeah i will hit that up okay it looks like nobody is calling in to chat with us and that's fine because it was a totally enlightening conversation here with you so i i will just uh direct people to go and check out the instant clarity nootropic to and and i I, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it myself because I have not, I actually don't have that much experience with vitamin C. 
I, I, or using it as a using it as a nootropic or using it alongside a bunch of different nootropics. So I'm curious to see what I, I'm curious to see what what that experience is like. So people can expect for me to publish a review of it. I'm going to say probably sometime in the next two months because it's going to take a little while for it to get to me here. And then I need to evaluate it for at least a month. And then I'll be doing some of the usual self-quantification experiments that I do on the nootropic. You know, I'll use my my heart rate variability monitoring software here, see how it see how it affects me there, see how it affects me doing the brain training, and then I'll publish those results on limitlessmindset.com. Well, you know, vitamin C, a lot of the, the basic vitamins like that are good for the foundational stuff that nootropics do. And in case uh, of vitamin C, it's just vital for neurotransmitter uh, production. It's, it's just the basic building blocks. And that's why, you know, I put it in. And, you know, what I discovered is so many people eat processed food and don't get, you know, the vitamins and minerals that they really should be getting. You know, you always hear, well, if you just eat a balanced diet, you're going to get all this stuff anyway. But then you see what a lot of people unfortunately eat, especially in the food deserts and whatnot. There, a lot of people are buying food at the dollar stores and whatnot. Uh, that's where the vitamin C and the vitamin B, you know, really became important. It's like, you know, hey, make sure that they have the, the basic building blocks that their brains need to function, so that this other stuff can actually work. And that's why it was included in there. Fantastic, fantastic, cool. Well, it's been it's been great chatting with you. You've given uh, me uh, you've given me some honor, new things to try. I, I really have enjoyed this so much. It's it's fantastic to finally meet and talk with you. I'm a huge fan. Uh, have really enjoyed it, and uh, you know I, I hope we get a chance to chat again. Great, great. Yeah, look forward to a continued conversation with you and everyone else.